Hello, my name is Samuel Keith Harris. Welcome to the First Love Church podcast. I'm so happy you clicked onto this podcast. I pray that you would be blessed, edified, and encouraged to live a godly life in Christ Jesus. Enjoy. Hello, my name is Samuel Keith Harris, and welcome back to another episode of Morning Devotionals. Let's start our day with Jesus. Father, I thank you that we can come into your presence and worship you. We lift up your name, God. We, we, we long to know your commandments today. So teach us your word. Teach us, instruct us, lead us, and guide us, and cause us to walk in your ways to bring you great glory. It's in Jesus' precious name that I pray. And everybody said, amen and amen. All right, well, announcement. My new book, The Damning Damage of Deception, An Urgent Call to Biblical Truth, is out now you can find that on amazon if you search the damning damage of deception or if you just search my name samuel keith harris you'll find my first five books there so be blessed be blessed all right let's get into the scriptures today we're going to be in psalm chapter 119 psalm chapter 119 so if you want to turn there that's where we will start today psalm 119 verse 9 psalm 119 verse 9 says this how can a young man keep his way pure have you ever thought about that we are living in an exceedingly wicked generation and a glaring question that every christian should have burning in their heart is how can i keep my way pure in this wicked generation how can a young man keep his way pure there's temptations there's lures there's lusts everywhere this world is offering us that which is forbidden that god has told us not to touch so how what is the vehicle God, what can I do to keep myself pure in this world? Well, let's look at the second half of the verse. By keeping it according to your word. Powerful. See, the word of God has a keeping power that will keep you from sin. Jesus said, watch and pray lest you enter in to temptation. Temptations are everywhere. The scripture says it's impossible that offenses or temptations should not come. You will be tempted. I will be tempted. But... Here's how we overcome, by keeping the ways of the Lord, by knowing the word of God. The scripture says in John chapter 8, verse 31, Jesus says, if you abide in my word, you're truly my disciple. You'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. The byproduct of abiding in the word of God is knowing the truth. And then what flows effortlessly from that is the power of the freedom of God that's found in the word of God. The scripture says that the gospel of Jesus Christ is the power of God unto salvation. As you learn of the kingdom of God, it produces a, an intimacy and a nearness with God that births the, 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 the Holy Spirit's ability within you to cause you to obey God. So let's get in the word of God, keep the word of God, and we'll keep our way pure amongst a dirty, filthy world that's calling for our attention. All right? So verse 10, with all my heart, I have sought you. Now, can we honestly say that with all of our hearts we have sought our God? That is what the Lord is looking for, a wholehearted pursuit of him. Why? Because we just don't want to go to hell? No, that's a major key. Let's not downplay that. You don't want to go to hell? I don't want to go to hell. You will go to hell if you abide in sin. That's a fact. But the scripture says, with all my heart I have sought you. And 
You will not seek God with all of your heart until you love him, until you delight in him. And when you taste of the Lord, you won't want to stop seeking him. So let's make up our minds. We're not just going to settle for a half-hearted pursuit of God. We are going to seek God with everything that we are. With all my heart, I have sought you, O Lord. Look at this. Do not let me wander from your commandments. I love this because he's saying in the past, I've sought you with all of my heart. But he understands that there is a potential of him straying away from God. And so he prays, do not let me wander from your commandments. I've kept them. I've sought you with all of my heart, but I am not confident in my abilities. I'm confident in your keeping power. Don't let me wander from your commandments. That is the heart we're looking for. Not an arrogance that I keep everything perfectly all the time, but a confidence I have kept your ways. I am seeking you with all your heart, but it originates with your power with working within me that enables me to keep walking in your ways. So God, I ask you, don't let me ever stray away from this place of obedience to your commands. That is what God is calling us to, praise the Lord. Now, verse 11, Psalm 119.11 says this, your word I have treasured in my heart that I may not sin against you. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Some translations render that your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Why I love the NASB so much in, in how it says treasure is because we used to treasure sin. I mean, if you were ever dead in sin and you were indulging the desires of the flesh, you somewhat you enjoyed that. I know I enjoyed sin when I was in it, but now obviously I hate sin. Okay, Jesus brought me out of it, gave me eyes to see, so I see the filthiness and the vileness of what I used to indulge in. Okay, but the scripture now says this, your word I have treasured in my heart. When you treasure the word of God in your heart, you will see the reality of the filth of sin and that it's not worth you touching and it'll keep you from sin. Your word I have treasured in my heart. And what has it done? It's kept me from sin that I may not sin against you. So if we get a new desire to actually treasure the word of God in our hearts, I'm confident the power of God because we delight in God will keep us from going off into sin. It says, blessed are you, O Lord, teach me your statutes. Praise God. First, worship arises in the heart. Blessed are you, O Lord. Now teach me your statutes. I've treasured your word in my heart that I, that I might not sin against you. I haven't been sinning against you, but Lord, teach me your statutes. I want to know your statutes. I want to know your word in greater depth. Why? So that I can give him more full obedience. Praise God. And it says, with my lips, verse 13, with my lips, I have told of all the ordinances of your mouth. So now, one, this person is living it. We're living the word of God. We're being obedient to it. We've treasured it in our heart that we might not sin against God. But not only are we living it, it says, with my lips, I have told of all the ordinances of your mouth. So first, I'm going to live it. Then I'm going to preach it. And we have too many people sharing the gospel that are not living the gospel. So when pressed on it, they don't really have the life of God within them and a confidence in God to actually share what the Christian life actually looks like. So we're getting people to confess Christ, but not live Christ. We need to get people to confess him and live him, to forsake their ways and pursue God. But if we're not pursuing God, we're not going to make converts that pursue God. Does that make sense? All right. It says, with my lips, I have told of all the ordinances of your mouth. May we first live the gospel, then preach it. Verse 14, the scripture says this. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies. Get this. 
as much as in our riches. Lord, I've rejoiced in your word. I've rejoiced in your ways. And here's how much I've rejoiced in your ways. As much as in all riches. To the true heart that is right with God, riches have no comparison with the testimony of the Lord. We love the ways of God and we rejoice in the ways of God as much as in all riches. Say somebody said, if you come over to my house right now, I'll give you $20,000. How excited would you get about that? Okay, well, that same person, what if they just said, hey, come over, you wanna study the word of God? How excited did you get over that? It shows you that we don't rejoice in the testimony of the Lord as much as in all riches. We prefer riches to God. But God is calling us to a genuine heart that loves the word of God and longs to commune in the word of God with other believers in Jesus Christ. And we rejoice in it as much as in all riches. Turn to Psalm chapter 4. Turn to Psalm chapter 4. We're going to point out a parallel verse here. Psalm chapter 4. Psalm chapter 4, verse 6, the scripture says this, Many are saying, who will show us any good? Lift up the light of your countenance upon us, O Lord. So what they're saying here is, hey, Lord, show us some good. Do good to us. Cause us to prosper. That's the context here. And verse 7, David has a perspective. Okay, they need prosperity financially, or they need to prosper in their endeavors to have joy. But look at this, verse 7. You have put gladness in my heart more than when their grain and new wine abound. So yeah, God, when you prosper them, they get happy. But it, when they're not prospering or they're not seeing explosion, they don't know what to do with themselves. But Lord, you've actually put gladness in my heart more than when they prosper in their endeavors, more than when their grain and their new wine abounds. I have greater gladness than they have because it's in my God. Look at this. Verse 8, in peace, I will both lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me to dwell in safety. Many people's paycheck makes them to dwell in safety. But David's heart here is, I'm going to lie down and sleep in peace. Why? Because nothing has to technically go right for me to have joy. God put a gladness in my heart that came before the prosperity. Praise the Lord Jesus. That proves your joy is supernatural and not built on circumstances. Now, does God want us to prosper financially? Absolutely. The Lord wants to bless us and he wants us to bless others. That's the kingdom of God. But our joy is not dependent upon any outward circumstances. First, we get joy in God and then we work the works of God. All right, so let's go back to Psalm 119. Verse 14, I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies as much as in all riches. Verse 15, so I will meditate on your precepts and regard your ways. Lord, I've made up my mind. I'm going to meditate on your precepts and I'm going to regard your ways. I'm not going to disregard them. I'm not going to shrug them aside. No, I'm going to give them proper place in my life. I'm going to keep them before me. I'm going to regard your ways as valuable, as, as, as worthy of my attention. I will meditate on your precepts and I will regard your ways. Verse 16, I shall delight in your statutes. I shall not forget your word. So not only am I going to keep them before me, your word before me, the call to obedience before me, but here's what I'm going to do. I'm actually going to delight in it. I'm going to delight in your statutes. Now, how many people do you know that actually delight in the statutes and the commandments of God? 
I could name a few, but it's not common. But you can actually find a place in God where you delight in the commandments of God because they bring joy to your heart, because they bring glory to God through your life. That is what the Lord has called us to. I will meditate on your precepts. I'll regard your ways. I shall delight in your statutes and I shall not forget your word. Let's not be the forgetful hearer that doesn't practice the word. Let's make sure we remember what we hear because we heard it with our hearts and then put it into practice to bring forth fruit that brings glory to God. For in this you prove that you're my disciples, said the Lord Jesus, when you bear much fruit. So let's be disciples of Jesus, bearing abundant fruit by the power of the word of God, working effectually within our hearts. Amen. Father, I thank you that we could get into your word today. Thank you for teaching us, instructing us. Thank you for leading us and guiding us and making us just like you, Lord. We love you and we honor you. Mature us, God, in our faith. Cause us to be obedient and bring you great glory. It's in Jesus' precious name that I pray. And everybody said, amen. Well, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Morning Devotionals. And I'll see you next time.